All right, welcome back to the Audible Kimbo Camper. John Kunjemi with you, and as always, the Audible is presented by our good friends at AutoNation, America's most trusted automotive dealership. Just go to AutoNation.com or stop by the dealership and pick up your a new car. And uh, you, know, you can listen to us here on the Audible on uh, on all your streaming platforms, MindedAuto.com, and anywhere you catch your your podcast. But uh, John, it's getting to be the good time of the year now. The draft draft is over. We kind of restocked a little bit, gone through some free agency, gone through some uh, some. Uh, uh, unrestricted free agents, uh, college free agents coming in, and now you got guys on the field. And John, it's a, uh, it's really a good time of year now. It, it seems like it's always a good time of year for the NFL football, but now, now we're getting closer and closer to the real thing. And guys on the field, and it's nice to see the Dolphins back at practice uh, uh, at their facility in Davie. It is. It's it's good to hear and see video of Miami Dolphins out on the practice field. Coach Brian Flores and his coaching staff being able to to get their arms around the guys and be able to go out and actually implement an offense and a defense and, and special teams because it gets back closer to real football. You know, we had all the excitement of the NFL draft and we had, you know, we had uh, our first round was, was, was unbelievable at Hard Rock Stadium for our draft party. And now we get to see the guys in a jersey and identify them with a number. You know, Jalen Waddle was 17 and Jalen Phillips wearing 15 and, and Holland's in the secondary, and, and and all those guys being out on the field integrated with the veterans on this team, with, with the guys that have been there and done that, with Devontae Parker and William Fuller coming over and Xavier Howard and Byron Jones. So it's it's a lot of uh, exciting times in Davie right now because uh, I don't know if the guys are going at it, you know, 100% on the field because they want, it's more of walkthroughs and more of yep. installing offense and defense and special teams. But it's guys being around the guys and trying to get this team to become one. Uh, so you're in a better position when training camp hits, when the preseason hits, and ultimately when September 12th hits. You know, the, the other thing, John, I think when you you look at this situation where they're at now and you continue to see other steps in the growth process of, of Brian Flores as a head coach, Chris Greer as a general manager, working together in unison with those guys. And, and really for Brian Flores to kind of talk to his guys and say, hey, look, you know, you know we'd like to, it's, it's a voluntary camps out here, other than these rookie mini camps in the, in the main mini camp. We'd like to have as many people as we can. If we back off on the work a little bit, you know, they, and so they, they kind of came to some kind of agreement. It seems like, John, for everything that I've been able to, to gather, that uh, they've kind of they've bought in 70 people out at the, on, on, the, on, the, on the voluntary workouts uh, when, when it started the, uh, in the beginning of the week. And, uh, and, I, and I think there's harmony there. And these guys love being out in the field with Brian and, and, and with, the, with Flo. And so I think you're starting to see more of that thumbprint that those two guys put on this football team i think negotiating a deal with your players to be there i think to me was a brilliant move by this by, by this football team and i know i know other teams have people there in varying degrees but i really don't care about them right now i just care about this football team <laughs> that's right hey bo i think we need coach flow to negotiate our new contracts when they come well <laughs> get us a couple more dollars huh because yeah. he seemed like he did a pretty good job of getting the guys into the building and getting guys to buy in, isn't it? Yeah. You know, that, that's what it's all about. It's about yeah. doing it as a team, about doing it and getting on that same page. You know, we've heard about the changing philosophies and changing mindsets. Well, yeah. there's got to be one voice ultimately that's 
that's doing that. And, it, and it's got to get – you have to have buy-in from the best player, and you have to have buy-in from the bottom of the roster. Yep. You have to have buy-in from everybody. And I think he's been able to achieve that, and his assistant coaches have been able to achieve that. This is a, a really important offseason for the Miami Dolphins. The growth of this team and the, the success of this team is going to be, you know, everybody being on the same page. But you have to have Tua Tungavailoa getting to know this offense like it's the back of his hand, like he's been in this system for 10 years. And, and it only happens with guys being around and being out on the field and going to walkthroughs and being able to communicate yep. and being able to be in those meeting rooms and say, no, this is how we want it done. And this is how I'd like it done. Or maybe we change something here because. I don't like that as a quarterback, yep. as Tua. So you only get that by being in the room and being able to, to go out on the field, watch it on tape, and then come back and say, I liked it. I didn't like it. Let's try it again. And the same thing with defense. You know, you have guys that can play multiple positions, but maybe Andrew Van Ginkle says, you know, I really like uh, me being out on the, on the perimeter in a right. two-point stance in, in that blitz. Or, you know, I, I like being down low and Christian Wilkins, you know, moving around the center. You only get that by being out on the field and getting that instant feedback. So I, I think this is a really crucial time for the Dolphins, a young roster again, that gets to know what they what they like, what they don't like. So they're in a better position come late July and early August. They're already ahead of the game in terms of hey, we've, we've already gotten rid of the stuff we don't like. Where let's concentrate on what we do like and build from there. Yeah. Now, the other thing, too, it, it gives, you know, this is a, this is a first for Offensive coordinators, Studsville and Godsey, and, and it, it gives it's going to give them a chance to work with those guys and, and go through that motion Absolutely. Of, being, of being a two-headed offensive coordinator because it's, it's you know it's, it's it's not very often you see it in this league, so it's, it's and it's a new situation for these guys. So it's as important for them to go through this these motions with these players there uh, to, to to get to where they want to be when the season rolls around. And then the other thing, John, too is. You know, it, it's easy to get the rookies in. It's easy to get the rookies to buy in to come in because because they, they they're chomping at the bit to be here anyway. But but to have, but to be able to get some of the veterans to 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 buy in and say, okay, if you're going to back off a little bit, yeah, we'll come in and do it. And 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 because I I think in the back of their minds, if 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 they let them agents get out of their head, they'd <laughs> they'd, they'd all, all want to be out in the field practicing and playing because that's what you do and that's what you look forward to. So I think it's. Yeah, I, I just think I just think what they've been able to do communicating wise with their team and getting them to a position where everybody's comfortable with having that many people at, at these types of practices uh, is just going to be is going to be good for everybody. Well, it's just sharpening your skill set. Yeah. I mean, you, you've got multiple people on that offensive line. I'm looking at names. Austin Jackson might be the only guy that's going to play yeah. left, you know, his position. You know, you don't know where Jesse Davis or DJ Fluker might end up. Robert Hunt and Solomon Kinley, they may be on opposite sides uh, of, of the line of scrimmage from, from Matt Skura on the right side or the left side. No one really knows. So you get a young guy like Eckenberg who might be able to play both tackles. Well, let's see Let's see his footwork. Let's, let's put it on tape and be able to be that far ahead of the game when July comes around and, and the coaches, the coaching staff, has a better understanding of what they do better, how, how that unit yep. works better together, and how the, the pieces kind of fit moving forward. And and all of a sudden, Bo, they probably go through, what happens if XYZ goes down? Right. Let's put Jesse inside, back at guard. Yep. Let's put Robert Hunt back at tackle. Let's put Fluker at guard. You know, let's, let's mix and match 
and see what our best combination is if we do have some injuries along uh, along the line and get them reps, even though it's on air, even though they're in T-shirts. Yep. It doesn't matter. It's the footwork. It's the hand placement. Right. It's the play calling. It's the new terminology for the wideouts, the running backs, and the quarterbacks to kind of go through those hand signals and those motions yep. that you can you can dress rehearse for when it really matters in the fall. Yeah, and it's you know, and to me, it's all it's also you don't need to hit anybody out there, but it's but but it's 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 much better received when you're on the field than, than over a Zoom call. And yeah. Even if you're even if you're just walking through, it's just it's it's, it's leaps and bounds ahead. So so kudos to kudos to the staff for getting that done and and getting those right there. And, and then credit these guys for coming out and saying, yeah, yeah, we're we know how important this year is for this football team, and and uh, and so let's go out and, and get this going. Uh, again, you know, you keep looking at, at at this football team and the improvements they made, and like you talked about, offense, defense, whether it's Jalen Phillips, whether it's uh, Bednarik McKinney, who, whoever it is. You, you talk about the offensive linemen. You know, they, they want – it seems like they want everybody on this football team to be able to play at least two positions or multiple – I mean, they, they want – you know, and I, and I think that was part of their draft process. I mean, look at – you look at uh, – Look at Jalen Phillips. You know, here's a guy that can he can stand up as an outside linebacker. He can blitz. He can put his hand in the dirt. He can be a three technique guy. He can he can be an edge rusher with, you know, with his hand. He can do a lot of different things, and they're going to use him different ways, as well as just about everybody in this roster, especially that whole that glut of defensive backs they got at their safeties and corners, where you know those guys are going to be. Able to use, I think every one of those guys is going to have to play probably three positions across that board um, as they get out and the, and the season begins. I agree with that, Bo. I was just looking at uh, Jason McCourty's name. You know, you almost forget yep. he's on. Uh, he's a member of the Miami Dolphins. Yep. That he might play safety. You know, he could play outside. You know, you have Eric Rowe. You have Brandon Jones, who had a hell of a first year as a rookie, in my yep. opinion. You have Nick Needham back there. You got Igbenogany. I mean, there's a there's a, a array of different skill sets that these this coaching staff and Josh Boyer as the defensive coordinator coming into his second year. He wants to plug and play with some of these guys. You know, he, he needs no to know where he can put the best 11. And, it, and like I said, with the offensive line, if Eric Rowe goes down, do you kick Brandon Jones in that spot? Do you put yep. Cordy there? Do you keep, keep Needham at the nickel? Is Igbenogany have enough of a skill set to be able to yep. play inside or outside? So these are the things that you go through knowing you have Howard and Jones as your you know premier corners on the outside. So it gives you that flexibility to be able to go into a season knowing that, you know, I've got multiple talents that, that can play different positions yeah. and different roles on this team. And you just got to see what fits best for the Miami Dolphins, the 2021 version of the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, no doubt. It's uh, it's uh, I like what it's shaping up, like the like like the, the, the cast of characters they got out there. Now we just got to see him uh, see him kick the ball off. We'll talk about that, John. We come back. Schedules out. You know where they're playing. You know when they're playing. You know where they're going. I have to. I happen to be in Las Vegas for the last few days, and everywhere I go, everybody I see, they say, they say they're they're fans of the Buffalo Bills or they're fans of wh whoever's coming to Las Vegas. They're coming to watch their team. So Vegas is going to be a pretty hot spot, I think, for for NFL football Sundays out here. Hey, John, talking about uh, the guys in camp and what they're doing, but. Uh, you know, the season's uh, not too far off here and schedule comes out. It's all, you know, you, you know who you're playing, but it's always exciting to see the schedule and, and where you're going. And, and I don't know, you know, I don't know about you, but uh, for, for me, my first thing when I, my perusal of the schedule, 
usually deals with the road games and where we're going to eat dinner when we get well, there. That's kind of my first You know, priorities inclination. are priorities, Bo. <laughs> you got to have priorities, right? I mean, you got to right. know, it's steakhouse, is it sushi, you know, yep. is it barbecue? Where, where are we going? You got you to plan those out. You know, it's, any, any, any good freeloader on, on a football team, you know, it knows knows that's the uh, that's the real deal. You got to you got to figure out all those things. So and most importantly, you, you you have to have the right crowd because you don't want to have to go in your pocket too many times. Oh no 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 no! You get you got in that plane and your pockets seal up. They don't, you know, they, don't they don't open up again until you hit the ground back in Fort Lauderdale. No, oh, no. that's funny. <laughs> hey, yeah. So so let's take a look at the schedule, John. You know, the, I was expecting a little more from the schedule in 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 this way because you know to me. Um, you can look at your schedule and tell what the league thinks about you and your yes. football team, right? And, and you look at the Dolphins, and they've got they get one Monday night football game, December twenty seventh in New Orleans. They got a Thursday night game at home against Baltimore, November eleventh. They got the London game, and and they've got two four o'clock games. Now one of the four o'clock games is because it's out in in, in Las Vegas in that time zone. And, and, and but to me, John, so I, I look at I look at primetime games, but I, but I look at four o'clock games for an East Coast team. For an Eastern team, because to me, a four o'clock game is is it's a national game because it's going to be seen on East and West Coast. Right. And so to me, those are those to me are as much of an indication of what the schedule makers think about your football team. And a little surprised that they only had the the, the two prime time uh, prime time games and the two um, four o'clock games. Again, one being a Las Vegas game, which probably which is the equivalent of a one o'clock game. But uh, a little bit surprised that they didn't have a little more four o'clock games in the schedule. Well, you know, the the one that surprises me, I, I understand the 425 kick opening yep. weekend. You're at New England. I mean, that's yep. going to be an unbelievable setting because I think the Dolphins have one win in the last decade there. Yep. Um, and you don't know who's going to be playing quarterback there for New England, Mac Jones or Cam Newton. But the, the second week, you know, week two, September 19th. Yep. Buffalo at one o'clock. I'm almost glad it's at one o'clock. Yep. You know because you get him in the heat. But that would have been I my my thought. I thought that was going to be a 4:25 kick. Oh well, look, look, don't get me wrong. I you know I I, I take those early one o'clock games in September all year all right. every every year. Right. But as the season goes on, uh, you know it, it's it, it's that I don't know. To me, it's just that it's a, it, it, you know I, I remember I remember looking at our schedule when we were playing, and you look and you'd have three Monday night foot or two or three Monday night football games, maybe a Thursday game and, and four, four o'clock games. And, and right. you knew you were, and you, you were in the hunt every year when, when you saw the schedule, you know, and well, I, I, I expect it to be a little closer to that with this schedule than these guys. But that's, that's just my, that's just my bone to pick. Well, you hope some of, you know, the, the TBDs down the stretch when they have the flex games, yep. that the Dolphins are in a position that they are being flexed and, and they yep. are at, you know, eight or nine wins as they're deep into December, you know, trying to get to 10, 11, and 12. Yeah. That, that's the scenario that you hope the Dolphins are in. But, it, you know, for me, looking at the schedule initially, Bo, I think it's it's a tough start. I mean, yeah, it's a well, really look at those, tough look at those start. first five games. You got New England on the road, which is, I don't care, like you said, I don't care if it's Cam Newton, I don't care who's throwing the football there. They're going right. to be a tough, they're going to be a tough get there because that team wants to bounce back. Buffalo at, at home, good thing you got them at home. Then you got to come to Vegas in, in, uh, away a week later. And, and, you know, I, I, this is a team, this Vegas team, I, I can't kind of get, I, I don't have a, I can't, I don't feel one way or other on how good this team's going to be. Then you got Indy at home. Indy's going to be a very good football team. And, uh, and then you got Tampa Bay away five games, the first five games, you know, really could define what your season's going to look like beyond those five games, the next, 
next 12 weeks. That was my thought. Coming out of the gate, boy, the Miami Dolphins better play good football, and they better be at their best early because you don't want to fall behind early and then have to catch up, you know, as you go to London against Jacksonville or you yep. get Atlanta at home in week seven because then you're back on the road at Buffalo, which is always a tough environment, whether yep. it's the last game of the year or in the middle of the season. Yep. And, and the way I look at this, Bo, you know, it kind of softens up as it goes, but the bye week is until week 14. Right, right. Yeah. This is going to be a marathon for this football team. Yep. You add in the three preseason games, and you don't know how Coach Flores is going to play his starters, you know, because usually the third game is that right. indicator, but there are only three games. So, you know, at Atlanta, when Atlanta comes to Hard Rock Stadium, do the starters get an extended play there? Because you have a primetime, you know, game against Cincinnati as your last preseason game, and you're trying to figure out who's going to be on the roster. That that's a tough call because if you add those those weeks in, you're going 16 football games before you have a rest. Yeah, and, and health becomes a, a major issue to get through early, have success, and be a healthy enough football team to win the games you're supposed to win as this as the schedule turns and gets a little softer. Yeah, that that first those first five games, and you kind of Jacksonville, and you, you know you expect Jacksonville, you you know you know they you know they you know what they've got talent talent wise, but I don't think that football team is going to be at at their peak for another year or so if they get there. Yeah, uh, Atlanta's a good football, but you know Houston's another team that's that's probably going to be one of the cellar dwellers in there. So you got a couple soft games maybe between Jacksonville and Houston, but really there there's not a whole lot of breathing room in this in this schedule top to bottom. The other thing is. You know, for the last number of years, the Dolphins have played a lot of AFC East games in the final months. You know, they've been scheduled that way. But now you got, you know, with the with their late bye, you know, you've got you've you've got uh, two AFC East in the final. You got New York and New England to end the season. Both of those. The good thing is about both of them are at 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 home uh, for the Dolphins. But you know, you got New Orleans and Tennessee in between those two. And 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 you know, what's New Orleans going to be? You know, Tennessee's going to be a tough out. Right. When they, when they come in. That, that being said, John, you know, one thing, one thing about the schedule and I always, I always you know, it's, it's always that, oh, do you get the schedule and do you put W's and L's along the board? You know, and I know a lot of people do that. But, you know, I, I've always thought and, and even like even looking at this schedule, where you got a tough start. Well, what happens if you open up the season and, and Josh Allen's hurt for Buffalo and not playing? That makes that whole game completely different. Yes, I agree. Right? totally agree. Yeah. I mean, because to me, I've always said, look, the. the the schedule is as flexible as the health of the players on the teams you're going to face. Right. And so to sit here now and try to say, oh, geez, you got New Orleans, you know, December 27th, you know, that, that's going to be a tough one. In, in, the, in the Superdome, that's going to be tough. But what happens if half their team's out? You know, I, I mean, so well, you don't. You, you, and that was my point, Bo. It, it, same works for the Dolphins. You have, yep, you know, yep. you have 16 games before you have a bye. Right, right. How healthy are the Miami Dolphins going to be when you're, you know, you're playing Atlanta at home and you feel like you, you should be a favorite? How healthy are they going to be after six football games? Right, right. You know, yeah. how, how on the short week at Baltimore, which I hate because it's always Baltimore yeah. and it always <laughs> seems like a massacre, right? But I, yeah. I'm hoping that the tide turns because we're playing at home uh, instead of being up in Baltimore. But you, yeah. you just don't know. And, and that's the greatest thing about a- athletics, about sports. You just don't know until you line up that day, you know, how is Tua's health? You know, yeah. how, do you, how are you doing a tackle? How, how's the corners feeling? You know, the, the defense has been torched for two weeks. Are they going to bounce back? 
So there's so much uncertainty, and that's what makes sports sports. And it's fun to talk and banter about it, but yeah. you don't know until you line up and you see who's there and you play the game, right? Well, all I know, all I know is since they've moved to Baltimore, that Raven football team has been a pain in the ass. Oh man! And, and, and maybe the maybe the most difficult matchup that the Dolphins have had since they've moved to Baltimore. That team, I I, I don't know what it is. It doesn't matter who's in their team. They always seem to be a horrible matchup for the Dolphins. It, and it doesn't matter when the game's played. No, it doesn't. It, it, it does not matter where It doesn't matter where. Yeah. Well, Bo, when I was doing my exercise going W's and L's, yeah. I'm not going to tell you what I put at Baltimore, but it wasn't a pretty <laughs> game in my head. Uh, well, you look at past history and, 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 and you just go by that. So Hopefully I'm wrong. Yeah, but anyway, so you know what? It's, it's, it, 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 I'm excited for the schedule. I'm excited for the season. I, I, you know, I, you know, I'm not playing anymore, so I like the 17 game schedule. I know the players aren't really, real happy with it. I tend to like it, uh, and hopefully, and I'm not sure what the situation is. Hopefully, they get a maybe one of these uh, uh, joint practices prior to one of their preseason games. I don't know what what the scheduling of that is is like now, but we'll have to wait and see about that. But uh, I think this is going to be a fun football. It's, I think it's going to be a really good football season for the Dolphins, and and the schedule certainly is going to give them every opportunity to see a lot of good players across the board. Well, it's exciting. It's exciting when it comes out because you finally know what time, who's playing, where you're at. And it'll be exciting for the Dolphins, too, you know, going into a new practice facility down at Hard Rock Stadium to be able to be down there. And and, and you you hope Atlanta has that opportunity to come down a couple days early and practice here and be able to, you know, go at it and, and have a different color jersey going up against uh, somebody that you're going to play in week seven. So, yeah. so maybe you know because of that, maybe they don't do that. Maybe it's you know just three, three uh, preseason games. You don't have a, a practice and a scrimmage and a game uh, in the preseason. But it is exciting to finally you know kind of take a look at it and yeah. map out the fall and and kind of hope that the Miami Dolphins can 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 start fast, continue it, stay healthy, and and be a factor you know, for the month of, yep. of December and early January. Yeah. I'm looking forward to coming down to Hard Rock Stadium. Maybe I can take a, a lap around that F1 track a couple of times before the before this parking lots get full up before the games. Yeah, you, you might take have. That SUV, uh, take that SUV on a spin around the, <laughs> around the chicane or something, you know? Exactly. It's going to be <laughs> unbelievable down there. Yeah, it is. All right, Johnny, that's going to do it. We're going to wrap it up for this week. We'll catch you again uh, next time we come on. And remember, the Automobile is presented by AutoNation, America's most trusted automobile dealership. Go to AutoNation.com or stop by and check out a new sled for yourself whenever you get in the neighborhood. John, it's a pleasure being with you, my man. Same here, Bo. Talk to you in a couple weeks. All right, Johnny. We'll, uh, we'll, have, uh, we'll talk back to you guys in a couple weeks when we get schedules kind of checked, uh, sketchy right now. So just kind of stick around and, and catch us where you catch us, whatever platform you listen to your, your podcast at or on MiamiDolphins.com. And we'll keep you updated on everything we can. Until uh, until the next time, stay safe, and we'll see you then.